0: Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the episode. Today's episode, we are talking all about breakups. Not really a fun topic, but the Lord showed me a lot and impressed on my heart to share these things to hopefully encourage someone who is going through something similar. Breakup is a word that I have always hated. You see couples break up in TV shows that actually break your heart since you followed them as they fell in love. You watch a sibling go through a breakup with someone you really liked or didn't like, and maybe it was good that they did break up, (laughs) and other heartbreaking situations. All of these are hard to experience, and yes, even the TV show ones, let's be real, those make me bawl my eyes out like a little baby. But the big one, especially within the church, is the fear of a breakup happening to you. There is the fear as you're starting to fall for someone that it could lead to pain. There is fear once you start dating that a couple of months or years pass and you either see it coming and you're regretting that conversation or a breakup comes out of nowhere and catches you by surprise. Either way, it is never fun to go through it and honestly, it just is a part of life. It's part of risking and taking that step of opening your heart to someone. But if I'm going to be honest, I was the girl growing up that said the first guy I date would then be my husband. When my boyfriend and I broke up in 2021, I said, oh, well, that wasn't really my first relationship since it only lasted five days. I then remember praying as I started dating a guy last year that he would be it because selfishly. I didn't want to have to go through the pain of a breakup again. I didn't want to go through the work of meeting new people and then feeling like a failure if things didn't really work out. But lo and behold, I'm another girl who has a heartbreak story. And though our story didn't end the way I thought it would, I will honestly say how thankful I am that I trusted the Lord and said yes to dating this guy. The Lord showed me a lot of Jesus' heart and the things that I can do and not do in the future relationships. Also, things that I desire and don't necessarily want in a future relationship. All in all, I'm thankful for it, and I'm thankful for the pain that I went through. So here we go into my breakup that happened in October and what I learned from it. But before I share my heart, I just wanted to preface and say that I wanted to share these things to encourage my brothers and sisters who are going through or who have experienced heartbreak. I also want to state some ground rules. (laughs) In no way do I want to come across as a victim or come across as, woe is me, give me sympathy. I am very blessed to have gone through a breakup which has led to a lot of healing, eyes being opened. And I have no hard feelings whatsoever towards my ex. I'm not using this episode to tear him down in any way. He is still my brother in Christ, friend, and someone that I care about. I'm not putting this out there to prove anything to him or to anyone else. I just want Jesus to be seen in this episode, and that is it. I felt led to make this episode because of all that the Lord showed me in that very hard time. And I also had fourth friends go through breakups that week the same week that I went through a breakup or weeks after and it made me realize that breakups really are just reality so with all that to be said my hope and prayer whether you've gone through a breakup and you've or you've never been in a relationship or you're going through a breakup right now or you just wanted to listen to this episode out of curiosity that in some way or another it would encourage you challenge you convict you and ultimately point your eyes closer to Jesus. So now that we have the ground rules covered, I want to say something that is going to be the theme of this episode. And that is, your breakup is not a story of heartbreak, but a story that portrays the goodness of the Lord. The scripture passage that I spoke over in my heart every single day for those first few weeks was one from Job 1, The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So a little backstory. My breakup happened in October 2022. I was actually trying to release this season that I'm releasing now, um, the week of my breakup. So that's why that got pushed back. <laughs> um, but my boyfriend and I had met at Bible school, which was one thing that I was worried about if this didn't end in marriage, is that I would look like a failure in my Bible school and look like a failure to my Bible school friends. One of the biggest struggles in our relationship was when I started seeing that I had a big fear that he would break up with me. So I literally started doing everything that I felt like I needed to do just to make sure he didn't leave me. That then led me down a road of being extra intentional, which then led to coming across as pressuring. And in my heart, I knew I was coming from a place of control because I didn't trust God. There was a lot of heart issues that I now see were of my flesh and coming from a place where I didn't trust God. And I even remember praying back in September that God would prune me and show me ways to give up control and learn how to trust him. And he did just that. He answered my prayer in a way that I thought he would not answer or preferred him not to answer in that way. But he did answer my prayer. Also, during the summer of 2022, I was walking through a lot of anxiety and starting to walk into some depression. I didn't even realize in the moment, but it, well, I do want to state too, it wasn't because of my boyfriend, but it was because of some other spiritual roots that were going on. But I didn't realize that every time I felt anxious, sad, or lonely, I started turning to my boyfriend instead of God. And in a way, having a boyfriend became my significance. And I would make excuses saying, well, I'm just turning to him and and sharing these things, or I'm struggling right now. So I'm just going to turn to him because he is my boyfriend. Like I want him to know, you know, the areas of life of things that I'm struggling with, things that I'm processing with the Lord. But that was just an excuse for not wanting to turn to the Lord and wanting to turn to man. So then when the breakup happened, I had many thoughts, which I wanted to share to encourage you that you're not alone if you've had these thoughts as well. So I had thoughts of one, I am a disappointment. I can't keep any guy around. They see that I have a heart for the Lord, are attracted to me, get to know me, and then I share my heart with them. And then once they get bored with me or embarrassed of me, I am too much, too annoying, loud, too goofy, or too intentional, they leave. I'm just someone who gets used, and once they don't have a need for me anymore, I'm thrown away. Two, God isn't good. God knows my deep desire for marriage, so why would he take away this good gift? That is just proof that God doesn't care about me, and he doesn't care about my desire for marriage. I went down this trail of asking why do bad things happen to good people, which I also felt dumb for asking because in my pride, I felt like that was the most basic question non-Christians and new believers ask. Three. I'm going to be lonely forever. No guy will ever care for me and be as gentle and kind, fun, and point me to Christ like this guy did. So now I'm going to die alone or find someone when I'm in my 40s. Yes, that's very dramatic. I know. But these are deep-fair fears that I had to work through. 4. I am no longer significant. People don't care about my desire or about my life and just look at me as someone who is going nowhere with her life. 5. Everyone at Bible school will look at us as a failure, and when they hear that I was the one broken up with, they will see that it was a mistake that he dated me, that this relationship was a failure, and that I am the reason that it all ended. I had many other lies that will not be shared to the world, but this gives you an idea of how much the enemy was messing with my mind because none of these, none of them, were coming from the voice of my Abba. We shouldn't even let our minds go to these places. A thing I started doing with these thoughts, whenever they would come to mind, was take that lie and then write down right below it all the specific thoughts and things that were tied to that thought. Then right below that, I would write the truth of what the Lord says. It was a practice that started helping me get out of this place of, will I ever be loved? (laughs) To refocusing on who God is already and how he loves me already and the truth of who I am in him. And this is a practice, honestly, I still do with other things, even five months post breakup. The first practical step I want to encourage you to do is this. Let yourself cry. Yes, everyone says it, but it's so true. I tried so hard to be so strong and and show my friends that okay, a week after my breakup, yep, I let myself cry and now I'm good. No. I was so mad. And so I want to encourage you let yourself cry. Let yourself be mad. Be so honest and open and real before God. A few days after the breakup, I was in the mountains. I was visiting the Bible school that we had met at, and I was driving down on this long curvy road and I was so done with all these thoughts that I was having that I pulled over my car on the side of the road. I got out of the car and I just yelled. Like I literally yelled at the top of my lungs. You could hear my voice ringing through the mountains. I yelled at God, And I just was so angry that I yelled and yelled and cried so hard that I just fell on my knees and sobbed. I'm sure everyone who was driving past me was concerned or thought I was throwing up or something. But in that moment of being so vulnerable before the Lord, brought so much healing. And so the other thing that I had to also do was to stop beating myself up for the mistakes that I made in our relationship. I had to stop beating myself up for being so selfish and how controlling my heart was. I had to stop saying this relationship was a failure, but rather say that dating him wasn't a mistake. It was a good decision that God led us both to, and we wouldn't have learned or grown in the way that we did if something like this hadn't happened. We wouldn't have learned what we like in a person and what we don't like in a person. And something someone shared with me soon after the breakup was a quote by an author that says, The purpose of a dating relationship is to answer the question of whether you should get married or not. If the answer is no, it doesn't mean the relationship wasn't a failure. In fact, it was a success because you answered the question. That doesn't make things easier, but it does help things stay in perspective. Any fears or lies you're having, like the ones that I shared, bring them to the feet of Jesus. Let go of them and stop dwelling on them. They don't get you anywhere, and they're not from your father, so stop living in that place. Take your thoughts captive, and if you have to do it again and again, and then do it again and again, then do it. (laughs) Don't speak to yourself in a harsh way. Speak kindly to yourself and live out in the grace that Jesus gives to you. A question as I was hearing these lies was, am I putting my hope in him, lowercase h, or him? uppercase age and though he was no longer in my life I was still putting my hope in him instead of turning to Jesus which didn't last long (laughs) not even 24 hours before I started turning to Jesus because truly he is the only one who got me through that time and I tried trust me I tried not turning to the Lord and just being like well it didn't bug me he was a good friend but I'm good and like I said that didn't even last 24 hours So be thankful for the time that you had with that person, and then remain focused on God's goodness moving forward. You don't hear people say, God gave me a good gift, but I want something better. You have to believe that God does give good gifts to his children, but that he ultimately is the best gift. And sometimes that good gift is answering your prayers, and not in the way that you thought, but in his beautiful and sovereign way. We pray for strength and trust, for pride to go away, for help with control, like the prayers that I was praying a month before our breakup. And our loving Father won't just give us these things, but he is going to give us lessons and circumstances to walk through, to be able to learn these lessons and be pruned of these things so that we can be thankful for these answered prayers. If you're the one that was broken up with, please remember this and really, really believe it. Anyone who is willing to leave you and is no longer wanting to pursue you, let them leave. Let them go if they are ready to go. Oh, how I wanted to force things to happen according to my desires. How I wanted to change the things in myself to win him back or to be everything he wanted me to be. Well, first of all, that's a big red flag. That's truly so dangerous to want to change just to win someone back, instead of focusing on who God wants you to be, but it also shows you don't see your value and your worth in Christ. Nothing wrong with that person, but if they are wanting to go, let them go. It just means it wasn't the right thing or that they're not your person, and that is okay. Christians really struggle with this idea, but truly, if it didn't end in marriage, that just means God has something better in store. We need to stop having this mindset that if it doesn't end in marriage, then you're a failure. You, as a daughter or a son of God, need someone who will see all of your character flaws and say, I love you despite these things. And the other side is, some people are just not meant to be together. And that is okay. So stop trying to force something that God doesn't want happening. Make a promise to yourself and even have people keep you accountable in this. To not text them, call them, or reach out to them. It will only make your healing journey harder. I remember calling one of my friends asking if this was a good decision that was made, and all he told me in that moment was, whether it was the right decision or not is not up to you to figure out. It's in the Lord's hands now, so don't give weight to it. We're called onwards to win the prize that is found in Jesus Christ, not onward to figure out the answers. Take the time you need to process and heal, but then get up from the punches and continue walking forward. The Lord's will will be done no matter what. And three days after the breakup, the Lord told me to go on a fast from dating guys for a specific amount of months. And I don't want to share this as like, I went on a fast, you know, being like the Pharisees there. But that is something that really, really helped my heart to heal. And that's why I'm bringing this up. It really was good for me to go on that, um, on that fast so that my heart didn't rebound and go on to dates with guys, or start texting guys just to fill that hole. A lot of people rebound and go to dating apps, people in their church, or then they reach out to someone who had interest in them, just because they're trying to fill a hole that's in their heart that only Jesus can fill. Yes, this time can feel lonely again after having months or years of talking to someone and sharing everything with that person, but make sure even in this pain, that that person you're turning to is Jesus. You also have to come to a place of being okay if you don't get all the answers that you feel like you need to be able to move on. I was left so confused after the breakup and had many questions. And even there were certain people in my life that I would bring these questions to. And sometimes the answers they gave left me more confused with all these different opinions. But I was just eventually coming to a place where I had to bring these questions and leave them at the feet of the Lord. Even if they were eventually answered or not, it didn't direct my healing. The Lord showed me that through this pain of deeply caring for someone and having to let them go and how it breaks your heart again and again is truly a picture of what happens when our hearts stray away from Jesus. And that wrecked me. How much I was aching after letting him go was a slight glimpse into how Jesus feels when our hearts stray away from him with how much pain I was in and my eyes being so puffy after crying so much and my heart actually felt broken. It showed me how much Jesus does care about us and how much his heart breaks even when we choose other things above him or even turn away from him, which made me want to turn to him in my pain even more. To go along with why did God allow this to happen The question of why does he allow bad things to happen to good people? And even the question of why, if God truly does care for us, why does he take these things that seem good and things we desire away from us? I was truly getting too wrapped up into this question. The question I should have been asking is, why does God even give good gifts to his children, even when we ultimately deserve death? We don't deserve anything good. And yet we get wrapped up in this idea that we deserve the world. I didn't deserve meeting this guy and being in this relationship and among many other good things that have happened in my life. But I needed to see all the good that he has done in my life to be content with that. To thank him for all that he's already done. And to realize that what he's done on the cross itself is enough. I came to a place of realizing that I needed to stop expecting more or accusing God for taking things away and instead rejoice over what he has done in my life and focus on things that I can be thankful for because I don't deserve any good gift but our father loves to give good gifts to his children because he is good. My aunt Jenny who is not actually my aunt but she's kind of like an Elizabeth Elliot in my family's life. She told me during this week and just really encouraged me during this time. But she told me that wishing outside God's will and good for you is the same as disobedience. That statement convicted me one day because I don't want to wish for things or people that I think are good for me. That's disobedience as I don't trust God with what he's done and given to me in my life. So I want to ask you, do you trust the heart and leading of Jesus? Charles Spurgeon says, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me upon the rock of ages. This was my wave that was throwing me on the rock of ages that I had to learn to trust. And now a few months later, have learned to truly be thankful for that wave. This is the only chance we have on this side of heaven. And if you are a believer to seek God in pain and sorrow. The Lord really softened my heart again and again. Ought to have this. I got this. Lord, I can be strong mentality, but He convicted my heart to have I, I can't do this, and I'm not strong. So Lord, come through in my pain and sorrow. Sometimes it felt like every five minutes that I had to pray this or something similar to this, but the Lord kept showing me that there was an open wound underneath the bandage, and I kept trying to cover it up, and I needed to tend to it and mend it before the bandage came. And only the only person who can tend to it and manage it is Jesus. So now I can look at the scar, if you will, and say, That was my God who healed that. The creator of the universe took time to mend it himself. Praise God. Romans 5, 3 through 4 says, We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Rejoice that today is the day of drawing near. And I do want to just state that that verse in Romans where it says that hope does not disappoint us. I felt like hope really disappointed me. And I talk actually about that more in next week's episode for part two of what I learned in the breakup. So yes, friend, you did risk your heart. You shared your life you made the memories, you made the plans, you dreamed the dreams together, maybe you even created a Pinterest board like I did. Yes, I'm guilty. (laughs) And it all fell apart. But you need to mourn this loss, these broken dreams. And let me remind your heart, the pain points to something beautiful about our God and his undying love for you. The relationship may be over because of a specific character quality or failure that might have disqualified you from marrying that particular person, but it does not nullify God's grace to and through you. He has become for us wisdom for the foolish, righteousness for sinners, sanctification for the broken, and redemption for the lost. He's become affection and security, identity for the lonely man or woman reeling after the end of a relationship. So even in the aftermath of a broken heart, we have a reason to boast. As long as our boast is in everything in Christ and who Christ is for us, as 1 Corinthians 1 31 says. So remember that he is trustworthy. All right, friends, make sure to tune in for part two of what I learned in my breakup next week. And if this episode encouraged you or you think would encourage someone in your life, then please share it on your Instagram or text it to someone. And then make sure to follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.